0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Anne Neymark, and she's a spiritual psychotherapist and has been doing this for over 30 years. Before that, she was a massage therapist and an RN. So she brings a special perspective to what she talks about. She has written about spirituality and mental health, Uh, and as also an online make, it, on an online magazine called Your Tango. And let me try that again. And that didn't come out right. Let's start again. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special guest. Her name is Anne Namark, and she's a spiritual psychotherapist for over 30 years. Before that, she was a massage therapist and an RN. So she brings a special uh, disposition to what she talks about. She has written about spirituality and mental health for Your Tango, an online magazine and Health and Fitness Magazine. Her book that will be coming out in 2022 has a working title of A Touch of Light, My Adventure with Source, with tips to enhance your home. And it's coming out in 2022. At least that's what Anne thinks at this point in time. She has uh, been doing meditation for years and has led them both in person and online she has a youtube uh, station and she has some videos such as choose love choose life simple meditation for vitality and simple meditation for stress relief welcome
1: Thank you, Dr. Laika. I really appreciate your asking me to do this with you. It's an honor.
0: You're very welcome, and I really like you to be here today. So what led you to explore the spiritual journey?
1: Uh, It started when I was 15. My parents are atheists, and for no reason other than it happened. I remember sitting outside in my backyard When I was about 15, 10th grade, and I just got this funny feeling that I wondered if they actually knew what they were talking about. And then in my 20s, I started exploring different varieties of spiritual disciplines, and that has continued over the years. And it was a um, it was fun. It was like. I would try something out and it would Feel really good. I would like feel it in my body. I'm like, oh, huh, I feel peaceful, or wow, I'm getting a, I'm getting a nice little charge here. This feels really good. So I explored many styles. I got stuff out of each one of them, and I have my own version right now. After a lifetime of doing this, a lot of things that. As I was exploring, it seemed like I was being invited to keep doing the spiritual journey. Um, For instance, one time I worked in um, San Francisco for Hitachi America on California Street, and I would walk up the hill for lunch, and I came upon um, a cute little church, I didn't know anything about church. And I just looked, I walked up to the front door and I was hit with this wall of energy. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And then, so I went in, it was empty and I sat down and I was just filled with energy. And it just felt like an invitation to come and, and feel and be. So that was one thing. There were many other things that just kept me going on over the years and each thing was really good. And I being an independent sort of person, I wanted to find my own way. So that's what I've done.
0: So is that how you, you learned about meditation and fell in love with meditation?
1: Uh, it would, I would guess it just happened organically. Yes leading, exploring different disciplines. Like I hung out with an Indian guru for a couple of years in San Francisco. And part of that, that work was meditation. I lived in Cambridge mass for a while and I learned a little bit about meditation, but I've um, everything I read. I read a lot about the, the Catholic mystics and how they would meditate and I'm like, and how they they got in a relationship with spirit as they experienced it personally. And I'm like, ah, I want to check that out. That sounds really fun. So one thing and another, everything kind of was focusing on meditation.
0: Cool. So So what is your book about? What are you writing about in your book?
1: It's my journey. it's autobiographical, and it also includes little ideas for folks to uh, explore their own spirituality in their own way, because I feel like we're all unique. We all have our own ways, things that like resonate with us. So uh, when I meditate, sometimes I I, I feel and kind of get a lot of words. And so I just sit down and I type. And so some of a little bit of the book has little excerpts from some of my meditations that I was feeling. And my hope was is that it will it will give people a type of an energy or an experience, which it may not, but if it does, that's cool. That helps them to move maybe be curious, maybe a little more curious about their own spiritual growth and where they want to go so yeah that's so it's interspersed with also my own work with my own emotional health my work in in learning how to be a therapist and me working on myself so it's both the mental health aspect and the spiritual aspect and just life things
0: it's interesting. You know, how, how do you work with people in your therapy practice? What do you do there?
1: Well, I meet everyone where they're at. <clears throat> people show up. I always say, okay, what brings you here today? Why did you want to do this? And then they talk about what's going on. And it depends on what's going on with a person. Like maybe they're struggling with grief, maybe they're struggling with some trauma they've had as a kid. Um, I work with EMDR, which stands for eye movement desensitization and restructuring. And it's just a bilateral stimulation of the brain, where you're also working with your feelings, your emotion, your, your feelings, your mind and your body. And it resets the brain to help it balance. There's some good research about that. Um, I work with tapping, which is also called emotional freedom technique, where you tap the acupressure points and it helps the body and the mind and the emotions release and switch old non-helpful patterns and pain of some kind into something that's more peaceful and works with the person. Um, we work with the inner child <clears throat> a lot. Like if somebody has been traumatized when they were three or five or 10 or on, we we use imagination and I found it really effective with EMDR. <clears throat> and you can do it online. It, it they, This website, which is wonderful for therapists, has these two little dots that go back and forth across the screen and your eyes follow them, or and it also has sound, which will bounce back and forth in conjunction with the dots. And so the idea is that you have bilateral stimulation, then the brain reacts and balances out. So if I've found that people have a wonderful imagination if they can get into their imagination <clears throat> in conjunction with the EMDR, we bring we connect in with their five year old or however old, and if they can imagine this little person, like even sitting in a chair next to them, or wherever. Some people want to go to the beach with their kid little kid. So we imagine the beach, and and we just work slowly. What does this little kid need? Okay, now you're the grown up. How can you how can you give things to this child that they. That you never got, and so it's a gra- It's very gradual. Nothing happens like instantly ever. I found, so that's a little bit about how I do this. I think um,
0: many people that want instant relief or instant solutions with their problems are sorely mistaken. <laughs> they, they just don't happen that way. Life never happens in such a way that is just quick, uh, quick fixes are often not long, long lasting fixes.
1: I totally agree with you. That's not been ever been my experience. And the same thing goes for your spiritual growth. From my own experience, it's very gradual from how, you know, I mean, my goal is to um, embody love, to be the love that created us. That's my sense of it. And so what does that mean? Well, I've always felt like we need to integrate or connect with our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual selves and, and attend to each part of us and then put them together, work together. So we're kind of one fluid unit. And uh, so it takes time to do all that. It, like you say, it's not a quick fix. And quite often it's
0: like uh, peeling an onion, you know, you've got to take it layer by layer by layer till you get to the core. And if you don't do that, you don't get to the core very readily.
1: I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that takes time. I mean, people, we all have our patterns. They're pretty ingrained. The patterns may be from this, this life. Experiences we've had, mental patterns, emotional patterns. And I've always, my conclusion is that most disruptive kinds of things that we do in our lives stem from fear originally, some kind, some version of fear. And so, but getting into the core of fear in a person is hard because we got a lot of defensives, barriers boundaries in front of that so we can survive so we just go with what we go like you said the onion yeah,
0: and fear is often a hard thing to get into because once you're caught in a weird web of fear it's often a self-fulfilling prophecy it's like a spiral that blows out of proportion but when a person truly realizes that 85 to 95% of the things we fear never happen. And if they do happen, they're never as bad as what you think they are. That is truly the magic of the situation. So calming fear often just means taking a step back, looking at that fear and rationally assessing it.
1: I agree. Yeah, sometimes it's the rational piece is out the window because you're so scared that you can't think. And most people that I've come across don't really like you're saying, don't want to get in touch with the fear because it's so scary. It's just scary by itself. They're scared of the, of the fear. So it it's uh, I mean, I've worked with some clients for many years to try to get there and they're so So survival oriented and protective of themselves that they, they have very strong boundaries against going to that spot. And you usually, you can find it in the body. The body has everything in it and we get stuck in our brains and we are cut off from here down a lot of us. So we're not in touch with the feelings or the physical. And what, what I've learned and experienced is that the the spiritual part really comes out of the physical, out of the body, out of the heart. So, yeah, getting there is some people just like the the exploration of it and they go there, but some people are, are so traumatized that it's too hard. So it just takes time, and if they commit to themselves. That's the best thing. Then we can get there eventually.
0: Yeah, and I think the key is commitment. You have to decide where and you got to put that time aside. And and I think the other thing is you have to realize is most people cannot do it by themselves. That most people are so caught up in things, no matter how many self-help tapes you look at, how many lessons you learn. It's not going to happen without a coach or a person working with them. So I think that's a good investment for most people to spend the time and the money to be with the coach.
1: I agree with you completely. There are, and I have a lot of people on insurances. So a lot of the insurances will pay me. And there's a few people on private pay, but not everybody has the money. You know to spend on that so that's why i I allow the insurances even though they don't really pay that much compared to what we're worth but but i love my clients they're they're great and we we can have a ball we can also be silly you know and change the energy up and be be goofy and you know lighten the atmosphere af- as we get into some of the heavy stuff <laughs>
0: The heavy stuff does not always have to be heavy. It just has to be taken in such a way that it's moving things forward. And I, I think that is something that most people don't realize, that when you're dealing in a one-on-one or a one-on-group situation, there is actually levity in the situation that makes it forward.
1: Exactly. So I don't know, that's part of my my goofiness, that I always insert silliness into things if it's appropriate and um, that helps me too
0: (laughs) I think think it's always good to take a bit of a humorous approach to life because I think we all take life too seriously and if we can take it with less of a seriousness I think life is easier to take that way
1: I'm with you I'm with you like to find the joy you know and I've always liked adventure, so that's how I looked at my spiritual journey, my life journey. Um, it's and my dad always said, "Like, oh, is there going to be a party?" So he he was always like oriented that way too. And yep, Dad, there's going to be a party. We're going to have a party. Um, yeah,
0: I think my grandchildren certainly look at that for sure. You know, they love parties and. Uh, that is something you know that they always have fun doing
1: i love yeah i know i love parties i don't mind putting them together and uh though i must say that in some of the the groups i've led the therapy groups they weren't always party atmospheres but they were intimate and good so yeah, I just feel like it's an adventure and I love learning new things and not everybody does, you know. People get scared of what they don't know, what's the unknown. And but I'm like, oh, "Really? What is that? Tell me about it. That sounds interesting." That may be one of the reasons why I like working with people, but because it's always new. It's always it's always unique. And there are similarities in people's stories and people's experiences, but it's always something that I'm learning from them, too.
0: What are some takeaways that you want people to take away from reading your book?
1: Well, I'm hoping that folks will get inspired to start to live every day. Um, And in their own journey with source or however you talk about that, uh, that they will have an awareness of their own spiritual selves and that they will begin every day, whether it's through meditation or whatever, to live in awareness of that connection of that. Because I feel like everybody is from that energy as a way to talk about it. And um, I just think that would make life much easier for folks. That's one. Um, I'm also encouraging folks in the book, like just by talking about my own mental health, emotional healing journey to work on their non-helpful mental, emotional patterns. So I'm showing kind of by example, I think, and then where where it led me to, you know, certain sense of freedom, more joy, more peace, you know, gratitude, that kind of stuff.
0: It's some people say you write the book that you need yourself, and and Uh, I think that's probably true in your book. It's a book that you needed yourself along your journey.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because my dad told me one time. I think you should write your life story. I was like, why? I don't not sure. He was the writer in the family, and then like a couple of years ago, I kind of had that sense to do that, kind of put it together and maybe make it as a gift to the world, if the world wants it. And um, it puts things together for me too. It's kind of, um, and then you remember things that you had forgotten uh, that along the way, and you, um, you find the things that Really were impactful in your life, and you kind of reflect on those, so yeah, I think you're right it's uh you right you do this exercise to take care of yourself in some way
0: okay, and in doing so, you help others as well, so it's it's got a a double benefit
1: that's the hope that's the definite hope, yeah. I'm also hoping that you know by listening or reading what I wrote because i really i really over my lifetime have trusted my inner senses, my inner instincts if I had a feeling about something and it felt really peaceful and kind of and good and didn't go away i would I would explore it, so I'm hoping people will learn to trust their own inner senses and be And because it could be that that part of you that is connected with source is just inviting you to go deeper into your and expand your life. And then one more thing, one other idea is just a lot of people are very, very sensitive. I think everybody is, but they may just block it. And a lot of people say, my my family said I was too sensitive. And I said, no, no, no your sensitivity is a gift and that I'm hoping people will love that, love that part of themselves and that they'll, they will embrace it and start to trust themselves even more.
0: That's a pretty important impression. And I think many things we have are gifts and we don't realize. it.
1: I agree. Yeah. We don't realize it that, you know, you could bring in gratitude for that too. Like when people give you exercises to write, okay, write three things that you're grateful for today. Well, I don't think, you know, if you really get into it, that won't work because everything is, you know, I'm grateful for the air. I like my tree. I like that I can wear glasses. You know, I mean, you can think of every single thing in your world as um, a gift.
0: Sure. So, Anne, yeah. this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. How do you live a fantastic life?
1: <laughs> well, I work hard at my body, my mind, my emotions, and my spirit. I attend to those every day. i um, I've, I've worked on my own physical health. I try to make sure I'm eating the way my body wants me to eat. I check in with my body Every moment, before I put anything into my mouth, whether it's a supplement or a piece of food, I ask my body if it wants it or does it want it now or later. And then I listen because I've learned to trust. I get exercise every single day in some form or other because my body loves it and I feel like it's good for us. I meditate. I do miss some days, but I try to meditate every day and connect in. Uh, I feed my emotional self, partly with my friends and with my plants. I love to grow things. I have a garden that's got lots of sprouting things right now, and it's so much fun. I love them. I love watching them grow. It's amazing.
0: And it is the season where things are starting to grow and sprout, and it's nice to see things coming back that way.
1: Oh, it sure is. My my neighbor said, I have some sprouting potatoes. Do you want to use these for your garden? I have a bunch of raised beds. And I said, sure. And my sister said, well, what you've got to do is you got to cut them because you don't want the whole potato in the ground. So I cut them and I put like 15 or so. And then they're big now. It's so exciting. <laughs> I never did that before. It's like, oh, Yeah.
0: That is exciting to see that growth that's coming. Yeah. So, And how do you recommend others live a fantastic life?
1: The, that idea of pay attention to your body. What is your body telling you? What does it need? Um, honor it. Begin to learn how to love your body. Same thing with your feelings. Tune into your feelings. If you're not sure how to do that, go find somewhere to get, like you were saying, get some help. Pay attention to your thoughts, your mind. Do the most people like their brain is just going, 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 and they're not. There's not a consciousness or awareness of what. But slow down. Sit outside. Sit your sit your get your feet on the ground. Slow down. Go into nature. Nature is the best, and we're we are nature. So let nature feed you, take care of you and slow you down and then find out what works for you spiritually. Everybody's different. Things don't that draw me, don't draw anybody else. So, and then feed all those parts of you.
0: That's you, Jan. so we're almost at our end already. So how can people find out more about you and get in touch with your world?
1: Uh, my website is almost up. I think my son's been working on it, and uh, it would be annamark.com. It may not be quite up yet, or an email.
0: And, and maybe you can spell Annemark because it's not spelled the same for everybody.
1: Right. Okay. A-N-N, then another N-A-I-M-A-R-K.
0: Cool. And that'll be .com when it's up, right? Yeah, right. Okay, cool. And and your book, when it does come out, where do you propose that to be?
1: It's going to be on Amazon. It'll be on some other things. Um, I'm working with a publishing company that is going to put it up on all these things, and I'm learning how to market it. And, but Amazon, for sure. And we're it's a working title. We're not really sure what the title is going to be yet, but...
0: Uh, as long as they have your name, Anne, I think they'll be able to go through that stuff and find it you and find out what you stand
1: for. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come up. That would be the only book on Amazon by me. Yeah. cool.
0: Well, thank you, Anne, for being here today. And thank you for spending this time with us. And thank you for sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you so much, Doctor. Like, I appreciate it.
0: It really was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic day.
1: And do to you. Bye for now. See you later.
0: You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day.